everybody, welcome. My name is Matt, and I'm here with Andrew. Today, we're going to be talking about Big Daddy, Adam Sandler's chemistry with Leslie Mann, the Sprouse twins, and just what it takes to grow up and love someone other than yourself. So grab your popcorn and Reese's Pieces, and let's break it down on the Post Credit Podcast. Personally, that Cyborg should have been in the Justice League movie, period. Because you will after you watch this movie. But but here's the thing. He's always been a Titan. Yep. A Teen Titan. I understand. I agree with you. I You know, my son watches the Teen Titans, all that kind of stuff. I know where Cyborg is. I thought the exact same thing when they, I was like, oh, are they doing this political, political whatever? He's necessary. He's highly important. And he is fleshed out in such an amazing way in this version that I'm like... He he's basically the most he's one of the the one of the most powerful out of all of them, and it explains why. And um, well, the mother box is what gives him this power. Yeah, but I mean, there's other things, and I don't want to spoil it for you. But but him and, and he's pretty much the most important character, and I'm fine with that. Me being a Superman fan, I'm yeah. fine with that because Superman had his own movie. He had a, a movie and a half. And in fact, Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman. The other half was dedicated all to Batman. He's had his time to shine. Diana had her own movie. Aquaman kind of did and everything. So this was really like Cyborg and the Flash were put in the spotlight here. And especially the Flash, you are going to be, if if you don't hate Joss Whedon now, yeah. you are going to hate him after you watch yeah. this to see what he took out that, mm-hmm. that Snyder had planned for the Flash. Anyway, yeah. so you said that, you know, it's, it's um, you know, you haven't seen all of them and everything. I just watched uh, Punch Drunk Love because yeah. we're going to do that next week and everything. Yeah. And uh, I, I, def- I I definitely have some thoughts on it. Yeah. Um, but this this movie uh, we're, we're talking about today, it's called Big Daddy. It came out in 1999. It was directed by Dennis Dugan. Uh, now, do you remember him from a couple episodes ago? Same director of Happy Gilmore. That's right. That's right. So, uh, and he's directed a few uh, um, uh, Adam Sandler movies. If we were doing all Adam Sandler movies, we'd see him quite a few times on the show. But... Um, he in the uh, in Happy Gilmore, uh, Dennis Dugan. He also had cameo because he's an actor as well. Yeah, um, more kind of a bit player mm-hmm. actor or whatever. But uh, he played the uh, the basically the manager <laughs> of the tour. You yeah. know, the one that handed out mm-hmm. the jackets. Yeah, and the one that told what, no, what's that, her name to get him to act start acting right on the tour yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah kind of a little weasel type characters that he plays. Sometimes. Well, do you did you recognize that same character in this movie? Or I mean the you know the the actor director or whatever, so he was the guy at uh, Halloween that wasn't prepared. That's right, that's right. Yes, <laughs> and, and uh, Sonny went in there and make sure that uh, he 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 gave you know he was yes. he was right right and ready for the trick or treaters. Yeah, tr- yes. and then he's finally he's not happy. And he finally gave him his watch. There you go. Next yeah. year, be more prepared. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, the uh, the writer on this, uh, or, or I said I should say the writers, uh, is uh, Steve Franks. He uh, he wrote the story, um, and then the uh, the screenplay was adapted. Uh, it was adapted into a screenplay by uh, him, Steve Franks, and um, and this is this is after. Adam Sandler and Tim Hurley, yeah, he, the, the, yeah. the writing team and everything. And this is after, right after Waterboy. Um, this is the film that came out after Waterboy, right? 
this is the yeah 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 because I heard a story on it. It, saying, it actually came out while they were filming it. Right, right. And I heard a story about how they uh, the, the Sony came up to him and said, "Hey, you've got a little bit more money because uh, Waterboy was a box office hit." Which, you know, to say Waterboy is a box office hit is is awesome. Because, you know, you're sitting there going like, man. And we didn't do Waterboy. I mean, it was definitely, it's definitely one of his best films, you know. But we didn't do Waterboy because. It's iconic. It's definitely it's, iconic. It's extremely it's, iconic. It's got a bunch of iconic lines. But um, I don't you know. know it's to get different spectrum of Adam Sandler, you know. Yeah. He's kind of played that in a combination of maybe Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. Because even my wife was asking me about, uh. She's like in Happy Gilmore. He's a lot like, kind of like his character. He kind of has a little bit of an accent, but I don't know. Well, you know, and and it, it goes back and forth, like the 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 uh, uh, his personality as well too. Yeah. Because you know, Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison, he was a certain way, and then yeah. Wedding Singer, he went mm-hmm. to the nice guy. Yeah. Everything. Now this, he's still not as angry as he was in Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison. Yeah. But we've gone back to the unlikable yeah. Adam Sandler starting off. You know, the, Wedding Singer is yeah. extremely likable, basically from beginning to end. A couple moments, but this is one of those ones where he starts off unlikable again. It, it didn't. It didn't feel like a classic, you know, original type Adam Sandler movie. Just like uh, like Anger Management, it kind of gives you a more feel of like a more of a uh, blockbuster type movie. You know, more that's going to be seen by you know even people that are not huge Adam this Sandler one? fans. Yeah, I feel like this. Well, one, yeah, this it's, is on the same same spectrum. I think is as... it's closer to commercial than Happy Madison. Yes, correct, correct. Right. That's exactly where. Yeah, I'm going so with you that. have the Happy Madison, which is all like goofy Adam Sandler type. Yeah, you know, you could just categorize it as Adam Sandler humor. Yeah. Uh, but then you got this, which is more commercial, but with correct. a little bit of Adam Sandler. Right, right, right. In. Now. I figured out why I like this movie so much. Why? I, I noticed you didn't really catch it. Now, I said the the story was written by Steve Franks. Do you know who that is? Because is when, when I first, when I was brother? looking into this and I, I read that, as soon as I saw Steve Franks, I was like, son of a, you know, that's yeah. why. That's the Green Power Rangers brother, right? <laughs> Jason David Frank. Yeah. No, Steve Franks. Oh, Franks. Yeah. They're the, from the family of Franks. They're, the hot they're dog plural, company. apparently. Right. Hot dogs. Well, I mean, you have Frank and then Franks. Franks. So apparently they're more important. There's there's more of them than, than <laughs> Frank. Um, I didn't catch it, though, so, so go ahead and tell me. He's the creator of Psych. Steve oh, Frank. Oh, yes, you're right. So... Creator of Psych wrote Big Daddy, and Psych is my second favorite TV show of all time. Yeah. Just barely, you know, beaten out by Smallville. But, yeah, Psych is Psych is, is one of my favorite shows. It's one of those ones that we've talked about really seriously about doing a podcast for and everything. Uh, you know, a, a podcast separate on its own and everything. Um, yeah. Which, uh, which I, I need to talk to you I'm about down. that afterwards because I had an idea for it as well. Okay. So, uh, But, yeah, so Steve Franks, uh, uh, I love his humor. I love his I love his work on, in, in, uh, you know, in TV. And, uh, obviously, I, I like his work in writing movies in general. Stuff. Right, yeah. So, uh, this movie stars, uh, obviously, Adam Sandler as Sonny Koufax. It stars Joey Lorden-Adams as Layla Maloney. It also stars, uh, here we go, uh, John Stewart, Cole Sprouse, Dylan Sprouse, uh, Josh Mostel, Leslie Mann, Alan Cover, Rob Schneider, Christy Swanson, Joseph Baloney, uh, Peter Dante, Jonathan Loughran, Steve Buscemi, Tim Hurley. I mean, it's all the yeah. people that we know and, and you know, maybe Sandler a couple Universe, others. Here, here we go. Universe. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, it, it won't read like that next week, but yeah. 
Come, yeah. Coming back to 50 First Dates after that, yeah. you're going to hear a lot of those same names. So, uh, But this this movie is, is a story about um, a guy named Sonny, played by Adam Sandler. He's uh, He graduated law school, which is something I didn't catch when I was younger watching this. I thought that he was almost ready to graduate. He still had to take the bar. And he just, he just left. No, but apparently that. he had completely graduated, yeah. and all he has to do is take the bar. Yeah. So and his dad's a lawyer, and, right? You know, and all his friends, friends and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's it's he he who's that close and but I apparently he never had any, it. Didn't really explain why he has a loss of motivation. He got his foot run over by a cab. That's one of the storylines. He got paid two hundred like grand <laughs> for that and everything, which he just he's put been in the stock on. market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, see, I think he said he's been putting it in the stock market. I think more or less he's just been. He's been, he told his dad that he put it in the stock I think he market. did, because he, whenever they were denting cans later on, that's when he told Julian, he's like, Microsoft went down three points, you know, we got to save some money. That's got to be, I, I feel like that's some old joke. That's it like could an old be, joke from an old movie or something like that that somebody had used. I'm sure he put maybe a hundred grand into the stock market and put yeah. the other hundred grand of savings and that that's what pays his part of the rent that's what pay you know that's how go he to mcdonald's survives. every day well or yeah, yeah carry you know just lays around all day um but you know it's it's so so but it doesn't explain beyond that i mean this guy obviously it didn't have you know his his lack of motivation didn't have to right. do with the accident that was an excuse for him not to work um but he obviously had problems with working before and the movie actually shows us what his problem is. Yeah. Is that he's a lot like Julian and that he needs to learn these things for himself, but he's had people telling him what to do his yeah. whole life and, and steering him this way and steering him that way. And so now we, he's we, we doing... We learn he's a very, very smart person. Right. He, well, he I mean, knows his stuff. But now he's doing things on his own, you know? Yeah. he He's he's kind of like, like Julian. He's now trying to figure things out on his own, and now he needs to make these mistakes. Yeah. So he even mentions in the movie, if my dad let me, you know, learn my own things, make my own mistakes. And, you know, he's right. He should have done that. Now, his dad's also right that he is lazy, that he's irresponsible and all this kind of stuff. Hello. This is a collect call from your baby boy to accept charges. Say yes. Yeah, I'll accept. Hey, dad, how's it going? How's Florida? Not too bad. Your mother got a sunburn playing tennis yesterday. I got some interesting news. Oh, yeah? What? Kind of adopted a kid. What the hell are you talking about? I'm talking about you being a grandfather. Congratulations. Who the hell would give you a kid? Social services. You idiot. You better give that kid back. His mother's... Hang on, hang on. Go play with them pigeons, buddy. I tried to give him back. I just, I just, I just can't, Dad, all right? I, 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 look, I need your help. I'm in a bad way right now. Vanessa dumped me. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. You're damn right you don't know what the hell you're doing. The kid is always around. The past three days, he just never leaves me alone. You would think he wants some privacy, but he doesn't. I'm in deep shit. Just give that kid back before you ruin both your lives. Oh, I appreciate that, Dad. He'd be better off living in a dumpster than living with you. Hey, I'll be a better father than you. That's impossible, because all you care about is yourself. Yeah, no, I care about you saving money on this phone call. But his dad, that, that temperament that his dad has and the, the, the fact that his dad was like one of the most successful lawyers and all this other stuff, you know, how successful he was in Florida or whatever. And, and you know, he's smart, smart cookie. But his dad, that type of personality, you know, I guarantee you growing up, his character 
was constantly fighting his dad over every little thing. Yeah, it's like he's blaming on, his dad for everything. He's on one end of the spectrum and his dad's on the other, right? Correct, correct. And they both need to find the middle, which is yeah. kind of what him and Julian find throughout the movie yeah. is the middle. Is, is Yeah, he's letting Julian pick all of his decisions, yep. but then he eventually has to say, okay, you can't make all the decisions. You do yeah. have to take a bath. You do have to eat right. You do have to study. Yeah. But as far as like life decisions what you want to do beyond that beyond what is responsible what you should be doing as uh, you know a growing and learning child right. developing child um you know do what you want yeah but so so he has to kind of find that middle ground and and right. i thought that was kind of interesting how he was experimenting and, and trying to find that um you know you know i looked up uh, adam culver he's actually been in 25 Adam Sandler movies. Yeah, and Adam Sandler believes done like sixty or something like that, yeah. or sixty or eighty or something like that. I'd know, have I to say remember. Alan Culver's probably been in more of his movies than any of the other people in the Sandler universe. Uh, yeah, I mean he was in, uh, you know, I mean, well, Steve Buscemi was in his earliest like Airheads. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they were in Airheads together. And oh, Steve I totally forgot. Forgot about that connection. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this too. Brendan Fraser, Adam Sandler, and Steve Buscemi, and I—I I, I think I had forgotten I, honestly about it until like a couple of days ago. It's like when one I was of those memes. I was like, "Oh yeah, he was an Airhead." So. It's like one of those memes. Like I was today years old when I <laughs> when I figured this out. But I mean, I I, I love that movie, and I just just now made that connection. I did too because I, I was looking into I was looking into Buscemi, and I was like, "Well, let me go back and see when the first movie he was." Because yeah. I was like, "Was this the first movie?" But then I was like, "No, he was in was in the he 90s, was in the wedding singer. Right? He was singing." And everything and I was like, all right, let me go back. And so I looked at Steve Buscemi and I just went through his IMDb and I was like, okay, Adam Sandler movies will just pop out to me. And you know, nothing, 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 and then Airheads. And I was like, oh, he was an Airheads, duh. I was today a years old when I figured that out. <laughs> and he was in Billy Madison. He was the guy that was going to kill people. He had a list of people to kill and everything. And Adam Sandler apologized to him and everything before he put on lipstick. And uh, he wasn't in Happy Gilmore, funny enough. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think he was yeah. in there, but then he was in the wedding singer. Uh, was he in Waterboy? I think he was. And Rob Schneider was. He, he I think was, Rob Schneider. That was the first movie. Mr. That Rob Deeds. Schneider remember, was in. he was. Yeah, the, he, was, he was the crazy eyes. The crazy and, eyes. Yeah, they got the pizza delivered. He had like Oreos and something else <laughs> on it or something. But anyways, um, so anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Steve Buscemi was in this. Hey, Mister, why are you sitting on the ground? This is where I live, little man. Hey, we gotta get going, pal. Why? Well, in retrospect, I made some really bad choices after high school. Yeah, we, we gotta get going, buddy. Why? Well, this was during the so-called disco era, but for me, it was more the uh, doing mushrooms era. Oh, okay, we're gonna miss breakfast. Why? Never really thought about that, kid. I mean, I was never Mr. Popularity in high school, and uh, I watched Fantasia a lot, and one day it just clicked. Hey, Yappy, if you end the conversation, I'll get you an Egg McMuffin. How about a sausage McMuffin with hash browns? You got a deal. Hey, look, look, look. He fell asleep. He fell asleep. Let's go. Uh, but he's had that long list. I, I'm sure Covert is probably the Beating most. everybody, yeah. Yeah, because they, they he's like... Been really, really good friends. Yeah, and Dante. I think Dante's got to be up there, too, because he's one of those, those college friends as well, but... You know, The Wedding Singer was the first movie that Sandler was was sweet in a cheesy rom-com, right? Yeah. Um, but Big Daddy was the first movie where the movie was sweet, you know, and the stakes are higher or at least more important because, you know, you have this kid that yeah. he's trying to that, – that, that our protagonist kidnaps you know, yeah. <laughs> for the entire yeah. movie. So you have this kidnapping situation, um, and it's, it's, it's one of these, these – 
these deals where like you know the other movies they weren't as important because if you didn't get the girl you didn't get the girl yeah whatever. but this is this is a, but he, but this he, is a kid this is a kid's yeah. life and all this kind of stuff so it's like we said it's less adam sandler uh situations he, and he more. always gets the girl though in all his movies have you noticed that so the rabbit ran across the street because he thought he saw some carrots but when he got across the street it turned out they weren't carrots they were peanuts Peanuts? Yeah. The peanuts belonged to a squirrel who had taken them home from a baseball game. Right. And then the rabbit thought to himself, carrots, peanuts, what's the difference? So uh, he asked the squirrel if he could have some. And the squirrel said, of course. And the rabbit was very happy to make such a nice new friend. <laughs> and so was the squirrel. And the rabbit thought that the squirrel had very pretty hair <laughs> and nice eyes also. And the squirrel thought the rabbit was really nice too. And then uh, the rabbit worked up his courage and asked the squirrel if he could have just the littlest squirrel kiss. And the squirrel thought it's just not the right time in her busy squirrel life to be kissing any rabbits. Even though this particular rabbit was very sweet. And the rabbit got shut down, did he? <laughs> <laughs> That's alright, but he was still thinking maybe uh, Scuba Steve could get a squirrel kiss. Just, you know, so somebody's get some action around here. It's never a. Uh, I can't think of a movie that he hasn't really gotten the girl. Just go with it. He well, he got Jennifer Aniston. Well, see what I'm but, saying. But I mean, like, he didn't get the girl he was going for. Yeah. Uh, there was another one. Uh, what was that? No, I was thinking of Chasing Amy when you know Ben Affleck didn't end yeah. up with what's her name. But uh, because I'm thinking That's of Joey, Joey Lawrence ending. To be honest with you, I'm thinking of Joey Joey Lawrence Adams, who happens to be the love interest in this movie. So, well, so what's the first movie those two were in together? Do you remember? Because uh, nope. this this is the second movie they've been in together. They were both in Coneheads. So Joey Lauren uh, Lauren Adams was very very small part in Coneheads, and so was so was uh, Sandler. Sandler for the most part. And this this movie Big Daddy it was originally called Guy Gets Kid. And that's what's going to go in our parentheses for our... Okay. But, I mean, they, they change it because it's kind of creepy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of creepy. It's like, guy gets kid, you know? But, but again, if Adam Sandler's attached to it, people probably wouldn't look at it as being creepy. It'd probably be like, okay, there's something funny going to be uh, to detail this. Yeah, yeah. Explanation. Well, more uh, more connections to the writers and directors, people behind the scenes. Uh, Tim Hurley, he obviously, we've talked about him quite a bit. He's Adam Sandler's writer, writer, writer partner. Yeah. writing partner and um he's you know his name is used in adam sandler's a lot that old guy at the bar uh, in this movie his name is mr hurley he um and uh he was also the kangaroo yeah. so the kangaroo song isn't a real song it's something yeah. that was made for the movie and it was tim hurley who was dressed up as the kangaroo in that kangaroo video um that that damn video <laughs> that damn song uh, i mean it is it's so funny to see that Anna adam sandler give in to that child you know what i mean like he 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 will beat up well at least try to beat up old people in his movie constantly you know little kids he, <laughs> what is he it, hits with dodgeballs like you know but but for some reason this kid in this movie was able to you know quell his his anger you know uh, it, for instance you know he's watching like 
something that happens in hockey that never happens in like a generation he was saying or a decade or something like that and and yet he was still able to convince him to turn it off right then and there and watch the stupid True. kangaroo yeah. show just by throwing a tantrum hey how you doing there boy you sleepwalking huh why don't you go back sleepy sleepy keep napping what's this kangaroo show. all right great that's terrific and we're gonna watch this after the game okay but after my nap, I always watch the kangaroo song. It's overtime right now, and there's a penalty shot about to take place. This happens like once every 10 years. Kangaroo song. Kangaroo song. Kangaroo song. Kangaroo song. All right! God, you were normal yesterday. I'm a singing kangaroo, and I'm from far away. I like I can't take this shit. Are you serious? And then he th- and he pukes everywhere yeah. afterwards. <laughs> he puts newspapers. <laughs> so this movie starts out with the most unrealistic premise, right? Right. Okay, so it's a kid. This would never ever happen in real life. A kid that apparently now now it's never made clear because there's a teenage kid dropping this little kid off, mm-hmm. and he said, "Lady gave me however much money, twenty bucks or whatever, fifty bucks to drop this kid off." And he goes, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Later," and he just took off. And that's all we get. So, lady. Yeah. That could mean Julian's mom, because remember, at this point, he hadn't died. Yeah. He didn't die, until, or she didn't die until, like, uh, a day before he tried to return the kid or something yeah. like that. So, she, he, she, I think the mother died, like, two days after the kid was delivered to Sonny. Okay. But we never see her. We never meet her or anything like that. Uh, but he said, lady paid me to drop the kid off. Now, does that mean his mom, or does this mean some lady from child services? I don't think child... Well... I say that, but I don't think <laughs> it's child, all irresponsible. I know, but child services would not pay somebody else. No, of to drop course you. Child. Of course you would, and of course there would have to be meetings first, and then there'd have to yeah. be papers signed, and then they'd have to come to your home to make sure that your home is fit to raise a child right. in, and 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 look at your lifestyle and all that kind of stuff to see because they're they're only no, concerned no about the best live nudes. Of the child. Yeah, no live yeah, nudes, uh, live nudes, nightlights. nightlights, and stuff. But you know, it's it's one of these things like okay, well, say it's the 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 mother and the mother then afterwards let child services know hey um i had this kid dropped off if he doesn't want it they have your number and please place the child in a good home or something so either way i don't know it's very confusing obviously a mother wouldn't do that knowing that her child wasn't going to be taken care of you know does she not have family to watch the child or whatever even if she wanted to be raised by the by the real father, she should have had some kind of backup plan, and not two days right before she passed away. Or yeah, whatever. but then again, that would, the movie would be horrible at that. Point. Right. So you have to. You that's, have to that's kind of stuff my wife says all the time. She's like, "Well, what if this, 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 and or that didn't happen, or they should have done this?" And then I have to tell her constantly. I'm like, "Then we wouldn't have this movie." Exactly. But there, I mean, that's that's the reason that you and I talk. I about I see this your analyzation. Thing. Yeah. It's because yeah. everybody else 
thinks that way. Yes. It's like, well, that's the way it was written, it and because you wouldn't have me. a movie yeah. and stuff. And I'm like, I want to know what the explanation is in the exactly. world, though. Exactly. Like, okay, I get it. The director didn't think of this, this, and that. Okay, but how do we explain it in the world? That's what I like yeah. to think about and talk oh, yeah. about. Because yeah. then I can have it all sorted out in my head, and it seems less like a movie. But, but didn't that like frustrate you when, when like somebody that doesn't really watch movies all the time, like me and you do, even though it gets in trouble sometimes? Yeah. Um, you know, it, when when they come up to you and say. You know, they, they analyze it, but in, in my mind, I mean, again, because this is the type of show we do, you know, in my mind, it's like, why would you try to analyze it that way? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I'd analyze it this way, but that way just doesn't, it doesn't seem like you know what you're talking about. And then, we, you know, I'll get in an argument and, you know, I don't want to do all that nonsense. But I just think that... You know, everybody's going to see it differently. Yeah, but yeah, we yeah. were trying to figure out some way to explain this. So the premise makes no sense. No. But, no. you know, the, the premise of the movie is like, okay, we got to get this guy who's a slacker with an adopted kid. Uh-huh. How do we do that in a way that makes sense? Okay, well, let's have his roommate have a kid, but the roommate's going away, so he can't take care of it. We only need him to be with this kid for like a month or something. And so it just be, and, and that's another thing. Like, do you remember how long this is supposed to take place over? Because I know they get him on Columbus Day, yeah, which is in October. Uh-huh. He does the trick or treating, which is the last day of October. So it's at least you know a good three weeks to a month. Right, right, right. How long is what's his name in China for? Um, Kevin, I don't think he's there. Per- I thought he was there for more of a permanent thing. I thought it was like a six months to a year thing that oh, he was okay. supposed to be there. I didn't know and, it was supposed to be that long. Yeah, because you know he. He was going to marry and something like that because he was going to work for this new company, I guess. And this new company was like, you know, headlining some some court, some sort of court case in, in overseas. And well, we never see change of seasons. I know no. that. I know that um, for as long as it seems to be um, trick or treating and all that. So it has to be in October, but it doesn't look, you know, in New York. Those those yeah. colors are changing by then. And do do you love? I mean, it looks like it's like spring or summertime. Yeah, whenever yeah. They, you know, everything's green and everything. And, and it's hard to gauge these movies by what Adam Sandler's wearing because he literally wears the same thing through all the movies. It's usually like some sort of sweatpants with a jersey and some Timberlands. Yeah, but he wore jeans a lot during this movie. He wore yeah. jeans and that 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 brown jacket, but it's just everything's baggy. Because, yes, yes. And, and we say that, but it's like, well, it was the 90s, so I mean, yeah. a lot of people were wearing baggy <laughs> right, stuff. Maybe right. it wasn't just an Adam but, but Sandler you, thing. But. Did you see the scenery? You know, you know, we talk about it sometimes with this is and, and how the scenery can be a character we feel like. Well, I do at least. But, you know, seeing New York City, going to the park, you know, Central Park, things like that. You know, I, I thought it was awesome seeing, you know, seeing parts of New York. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I was about to say, this is almost like, uh, you know, you have different uh, directors who have lo- what you call love letters to a location, you yeah. know, a place that they And there's a lot of movies where they're quote unquote love letters to New York mm-hmm. because New York is a very popular city. You know, most famous city in the world, basically, yeah. all this kind of stuff. But, you know, they present it in their home way. And I guess this is, you know, uh, Dennis Dugan and Adam Sandler's yeah. love letter to New York or whatever, because a lot of the locations are filmed, you can mm-hmm. tell, in Central Park yeah. or, or whatever it, or whatever it may be. And he's know? a, you know, he's a Rangers and a Jets fan. We know that for sure. Yep, yeah. and they're walking throughout the, the city and, you know, you get to see the different streets and everything. So, I mean, and yeah, a lot of that could be filmed elsewhere, but I mean, they did some filming in New York. But, uh, you know, the movie shows us, like you were saying, he's an amazing lawyer. He's very talented. You know, he's working at a toll booth thing uh, once a week. 
Um, and uh, but they have this party where they really waste the good surprise on you. Hey, surprise! 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 What's going on? We wasted the good surprise on you. All right. Is this your handiwork? I guess. See you in three hours. That's a classic. Line. Yeah, it really where is. Where he's where he his one friend. He's like, oh, I just hit a wall, you know. I can't. And then Sonny's like, well, Why don't you just uh, file it under the blah 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 act? And you know stuff that he learned in yeah. college. And he go, and the other guy go and covert actually is like, oh man, you are a genius. I got to get back to the office, high fives yeah. him and stuff, and takes off. So I mean, you get the sense that like this guy hasn't studied in a, probably a year or two, maybe even more. And he's sitting there at a toll booth station. He's but probably he, like the best lawyer out of he, all of them, He's really. still coming up with ideas. Like, like whenever they're just like giving him kind of a tertiary uh, bit of information, he's like, why don't you do this? And they're like, oh, my gosh, that's genius. Yeah. It's almost like a Suits type of, um, <laughs> you know, Harvey or Mike type of yeah. thing to come up with. But, you know, it shows us he didn't. But, but he, he's, he works at a toll booth, you know, yeah. you know once a week or whatever. So. And, we, and we, we noticed, too, is is – we get back some of the humor that we got in a lot of Adam Sandler movies where he starts making fun of, uh, you know, certain groups of friends. And, you know, you automatically think that he's going to make fun of his uh, his his gay friends. You know what I mean? And in all and reality, that's what I remembered like, because his other had, friend was the one. That's that right. Because we had him. talked about this in the weeks leading up to this one. It's like, oh, yeah, because then there was that lovely where he was kind of grossed out yeah. by it. But then they made up for it. Chuck and Larry. But I mean. Just because it wasn't Adam Sandler who kind right, of freaked right. out about it doesn't mean that it wasn't still in there. So yeah, somebody so, had to make that decision right. that said he's going to be the one that's going to that is going to bother the most. And it could have been written as Adam Sandler's right. character did it, but then Adam Sandler was like, uh, I don't want to be that person. Yeah. You know, yeah. I want to, you know, I want my characters to be, you know, more free and open yeah, and just yeah, just go accept with the flow. It. Yeah, you know what I, you do you. But no, what I was going to say is like, you know, the kind of humor that we keep bringing up with Adam Sandler is, is him basically making fun of somebody in the movie on a regular basis. It's just line after line after line. And, you know, we get that with Leslie Mann's character <laughs> here where the entire Hooters movie... Yes. all movie long. And, and literally, there's not really a nice thing that's said about her because, you know, he's kind of treating her like... Uh, obviously, he's closest with his roommate, right? Um, as far as his friend group. Kevin. Yes. Yeah. So he's closest with Jon Stewart's character. And... So, you know, he's kind of treating her like, you know, like he's been his husband the entire time and, you know, kind of thing is. And then she's, she's stealing, away, she's from stealing away from, you know, his life in that sense. And and so, you know, it's it's just constant barrage of, of insults towards Leslie Mann the entire movie. <laughs> this is one of my favorite parts of the movie is stay is, out of the frozen section. Feels good, huh? Hi, Sonny. His name's Frankenstein. Hi, Frankenstein. Remember me? Help me. I'm lost. I don't know where I am. <laughs> you don't got to do that anymore. Look at that. You guys wear the same size T-shirt. That's cool. Mm-hmm. What's this I hear about you doing laundry with my sister? Did she say I was doing laundry with her? Because uh, where I come from, it's called doing the hibbity-dibbity. Oh! I got eczema. Oh, well, then you shouldn't scratch it. Hey, don't, don't tell him what to do. He can scratch if he wants to scratch. Scratch! Is that better? Thank you. You're welcome. I didn't know you knew anything about kids. I thought you were a foot doctor. It's not doctor stuff, stupid. It's common sense. Scratching spreads rashes. Oh, so this is something you learned at Hooters. 
What the hell is he doing? He's shopping. Microsoft went down three points. That's real good. See you later, Frankenstein. Hey, you stay away from the frozen food section. Your boobs will harden. You know, it's one of my favorite parts of the movie is 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 how Adam Sandler and Leslie Mann react. You know, this is their first movie together. They went on to be and uh, go on uh, and start in Funny People together as well as well, ex husband and you wife. know why, right? Uh, wait, what are you talking who, about who, with John Apatow? Yeah, that's yeah, her yeah, husband. Yeah, because he know? directed the movie and everything. But uh, you know, they played a, a, a an ex husband and ex wife with the amazing. Surprisingly, uh, Eric Bana, yeah, his comedy and stuff. He he was hilarious. He's one of those straight faced uh, uh, comedian or people that that can pull it off, like Hugh Jackman. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes, where yes. it's like you know you're used to him doing the Wolverine stick, but yeah. I mean he does Broadway, he does the singing and everything. Yeah. He did that before Wolverine. So, uh, I mean, and you know who weird. does it best? I think yeah. is uh, what's his face? Uh, uh, the uh, three hundred. Um, um, Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler. I I think he does that straight faced comedic. You know that movie he did with uh, Bounty Hunter, the, the one with uh, Jennifer Aniston. Uh, oh yeah, I think he got her at a baseball game at the beginning. Yeah, or something the, like that. And Catherine Heigl, that one he does about the news. Uh, I don't watch the, that. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, I don't but, watch Catherine Heigl movies. <laughs> but what I'm saying Just is, like, can't. he does he does that straight faced comedic type acting so well. But I, again, I digress. Mm. Um, but were you saying that, uh, talking about his friend and stuff, uh, sorry. Did, no, you I'm done. That? I'm done. Um, good. So his friend Kevin, uh, played by Jon Stewart. Um, first of all, did Jon Stewart he do much in acting? That movie in that. No, well, yeah, he, he did, he did uh, like I, bit pieces. I guess he did. Of- it's just like he's so known for The Daily Show yeah. that I can't remember much of what he did before The Daily Show besides this. No, I think he was around the Saturday Night Live type type shows and and, and comedic experiences. But he, uh, you know, it's kind of like uh, who, who else? Like Conan O'Brien type act, acting. You know, Conan O'Brien was in a few movies, but was he's he? better. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. What was he in? Oh man, I, I gotta now. You're gonna make me look up. <laughs> no, I mean, you don't have to bit, look it up. But. He's done bit pieces. He's done a lot of bit pieces, and and and. and and John Stewart's the same way, like Conan O'Brien, John Stewart, and uh, that British guy, uh, Trevor Noah. No, the other British guy. The one that <laughs> was on Community. What's his name? There's a lot of what. There's a Scottish guy now. Well, no, I think he's it was, off the show uh, now. Uh, this week. Uh, he does the show no, on Oliver, HBO. It's yeah. called This Week. Yeah, but you know who? Or something I, like that. Yeah, from Community, he played the 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 professor psychiatrist guy, Joe McHale. Went to try to get the cheats for you know the and he gave him an scores. envelope of yeah. papers because he wanted Britta's phone number. Yeah, but but it's that type. And even Jay Leno, you know, Jay Leno's been doing uh, Last Man Standing a lot. You know what I mean? And so John Stewart, know that. yeah, jo, uh, Jay Leno has been he's been in like last four or five seasons of uh, Last Man Standing. I mean, he he plays a reoccurring character. I mean, one that's always around, you know? Yeah. But that, that's what I'm saying is that I, I know what you were going with that. You know, his type of Jon Stewart is very... He's pigeonholed, but successfully pigeonholed. You know what I mean? It, does that make sense? Yeah. Like, David Letterman was a stand-up comedian, right? Before, and he was on The Carson Show and John stuff like Oliver. that. John Oliver. See, I was close. But uh, he was on, He was on. you know, uh, stand-up comedian. And that's. I think that's kind of what Jon Stewart did. He did a lot of stand-up comedian stuff. And then he got pigeonholed into this, these late-night talk shows. Well, just not a lot. I mean, he did a lot of TV, it looks like. Yeah. Uh, oh, he was in Half-Baked. I do remember yeah. that. 
uh, enhancement smoker is how they have him listed. I remember, I remember him in that though. Oh yeah, he was in the in the faculty. Yeah, I forgot about that. He was the uh, science yes. teacher. Yeah, they got yes, his yes, finger yes. chopped off. But you see what I'm saying? Like, like it's bit. very hard to think of movies that he's been in, but you can definitely know that he was in this movie for sure because he played a bigger role. But also after you know, that, Jay and Silent Bob and yeah. Death to Smoochie. That's exactly. basically the only things. Adjustment Bureau, but he played himself. I mean, yeah. most of it after that is all he played himself. So yeah. probably just like you know clips from fake. So, parts so it's almost like kind of like maybe he was friends with Adam Sandler, and maybe he was just like, yeah, I'll do this part. You yeah, know? maybe. I don't know. I just you know, I, obviously he's going to go down more as uh, a talk show host than an actor yeah. in history and everything, but. Um, so do you, I mean? Do you think? Do you think they were a good pairing with Leslie Mann and John Stewart's characters? The, their characters. Do you think that was kind of a? Did that really make sense to you? Because that was kind of confusing for me. As far as they didn't just seem like a good fit. If that makes sense, you know. I mean, they were trying to make them a good fit, and oh, you know, okay, they're, 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 they're just their their personalities and stuff. It just didn't seem like a good fit for me. You know, like I was like expecting them to break up before the end of the movie or something. You know. Um. Well. So, so the thing I was gonna say is, Sorry. you know, no, 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 you're good. Kevin, Kevin's the only one that still endure, endures Sonny's, you know, buffoonery, you're right, and right. supports him whatever he chooses to do, right? His dad's telling him to get off his butt and go do yeah. something. You know, uh, the the his lawyer friends are like, you know, hey, so what are you doing? You know, yeah. they kind of give him crap, like like they don't tell him to do any stuff, but they kind of ask him what he's doing. You know, oh, what are you doing? All this kind of stuff. You know. Um, uh, I'm going to add something oh, to Gosh, that. what's Leslie Mann's character's name in this? Uh, anyways, Leslie Mann's character, uh, she, you know, she was like... Corinne. Um, Corinne. She was, uh, she was like, you know, oh, you need to get a job or, or you know, she's always giving him crap and everything. But, like, John Stewart's the only one that's just like, hey, how's it going? And, you know, even when he ruins the proposal... We wasted a good surprise on you. And do and is you know being a jerk and all this kind of stuff and is only worried about himself because you know make make no bones about it this character is completely self absorbed yeah um, only egotistical even when he's doing all that stuff uh, Kevin still comes out and he's like hey how's it going but you know like trying to talk to him yeah. make him feel better yeah. even though. Sonny should be the one apologizing or, or whatever, you know, yeah. not even that, but I mean like apologizing for ruining the proposal yeah. or whatever. I mean, that was a jackass I, move I, what he did. And what I want to add to you, what you were saying is I, I think it's more or less they, they tolerate him and just put up with his, they know who he is as a person and they were friends with him as a person and they know he's smart and he could do, be very successful, but they, they kind of put up with him. I mean, just, just look at the two, uh, you know, Alan Culvert and what's his face, uh, they, they, you know, when they're babysitting. Peter Dante. Yeah, yeah. M most normal human beings would say, no, uh, okay, give me the kid. I'm going to take him down to CPS right now, you know, because of the situation that he's living in. You know, and, and it seems like all his friends just kind of, kind of really just put up with him. Even his father, you know, you know, yeah, he, 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 he knocks him down a lot, you know, verbally and, and things like that. But in a way, you know, just like he was saying that his dad never let him fail. His dad never let him fail. His friends have never let him fail. Now, now the thing is, is I think what changed his character's uh, state of mind was that he was pushing Julian to be the same way as him. Basically, just, you know, go through life, you know, without any whims, without, you know, with, with, just no drive, no focus, nothing like that, you know. So I think he started to see that 
that he was pushing his lifestyle and the way he wanted to be on Julian. And I think that's what actually kind of gave him the kick in the butt that he needed. Well, they, yeah, that's kind of what I was saying earlier is about how the, the father wanted him to be one way, which is the wrong way right. because he was trying too hard with this instead of letting him find himself or, yeah. or do things himself. Or like you said, let him fail. Yeah. Like he has that speech at the end, but um, he went the completely opposite way and was driving Julian towards that way. Yep. So, I think he felt like he was because I mean he got complaints from teachers and stuff, but also I think it was starting to nag at his yeah. consciousness, you know, and and his, My kid's a stinky his morality kid? and yeah. all that. I think he was like, look, you know, I'm doing the same thing my dad did, but in the other way. Yeah, yeah. And, and where I'm forcing him, not forcing him, but you know, I am completely hands off, letting him do whatever. Whereas my dad was very protective of me. And always check. Well, are you doing this? Are you doing that? Are you doing this? Yeah. They would never leave me alone. Yeah. And everything. <clears throat> he goes, that didn't work. What I'm doing is not working. So I need to come to some middle ground, which he, yeah. he eventually uh, uh, does before the end of the movie. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, I think Kevin's the only one that endures his, you know, his laziness, his depressive state and all that. You know, and, and and Sonny even takes Julian to the bar. He reminisces how everyone used to come there, but everybody's basically too busy with moving on in their lives. Yeah. And Sonny is incapable of doing it. And that old man in there. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Hurley. We and, should go. <laughs> and whenever they'd be like, you know, what did you, whenever they're in the courtroom at the end, and what did you end up doing last night? Uh, I fell asleep with a, you know, fifth of vodka or whatever it was. And he goes, and he, Mr. Hurley in the background, hell yeah. <laughs> you know. And then again, it's just the old man. You know, if you notice a lot of his movies, he has the, the older, hilarious, uh, uh, just person that makes jokes in the background, you know, kind of thing, you know, I mean, yeah. he had Schneider and stuff, but Schneider played a bigger role in this film. And, but I mean, he always seems to have like the, the comedic relief coming a little bit from older people. Have you noticed that? Like, yeah, a lot I love, of, I love for him and, uh, 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 Buscemi to kind of go back and forth because Buscemi's character in this had issues with his old man and, you know, yeah. for him to give, but I like how Rob Schneider and and Buscemi like played off each other and, and, and they're like and angry he, at each other. And Buscemi looks, and the problem with that, I think, it, you know, because I was thinking, I was like, could you have a movie with Buscemi and Sandler being starring roles in it? You know, together, some sort of team. But but I don't think I you think can. I think you could. But they're the same. It's weird because they're the same age, but it just feels like they're from different generations. You know, like it seems like Buscemi's like. So much older than Sandler. But see, sense. here's the thing. They could both play Goofy and like, you know, maybe this is what you're talking about when you said they're the same. They could both play Goofy, but they can both play serious and severe as well. Oh, I know. I mean, just seeing Boardwalk Empire with Buscemi. That, I mean, that and was... Reservoir Dogs and, you know, oh, all man. this kind of stuff. Um, did you uh, pick up on who Jackie Sandler was? Yeah, she was, the, she was the waitress in the bar. I remember the one that he goes, the GD Jets. <laughs> Who do you want to win? Yeah. <laughs> the gosh darn Jets. She starts laughing and everything. And then from then on, she's basically been in every Adam Sandler movie. So this is where they actually met. And by the time this movie was released, they were actually dating. Okay. So, I mean, that's how kind of yeah. quick it went or whatever. And but I got to make a correction. I mean, let's see, Buscemi is nine years older than, than Sandler. But still, that's not a big, big gap there. You know, no, really. I mean, not too big or anything, but... 
Um, what I wanted to say as far as the uh, the Jackie Sandler, uh, she's been in plenty of his movies. Has always been, you know, an avid supporter of him being more aggressive in makeout scenes and love yeah. scenes. Because and especially with Drew Barrymore, because yeah. she loves <laughs> Drew Barrymore, and she loves Jennifer Aniston. Who doesn't though? I mean, those two those I two know. actresses are probably some of the you know the most pleasant scene. Julie Roberts add her into that too. Yeah. But, you know, th- those are some of the most pleasant actresses that you don't see drama coming from and and nastiness coming from. I mean, they're just like like American sweethearts, and they've earned actress. it. Oh, absolutely, they've earned it, but they choose not to because you know they're normal human beings. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's 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 when. Matt's playing, and whenever he's talking, telling the kid, "Oh, I think you had a chance with her and stuff." I, you know, I just thought it was interesting. The the the, the song that was playing was called "Fooled Around and Fell in Love" by yeah. Elvin Bishop. Uh-huh. I don't know if you know that. Do you know that song? No. So it's the one that where to use the most recent context that's been used probably is in uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy, the very first one where um, Peter. Quill, Starloid, and Gamora are dancing, and he gives her the headphone thing oh. so she can listen to it for the first time. And they kind of start dancing. And he tries to kiss her, and then she like that's puts right. a knife that's to it, right. whatever. But yeah, you know that song's playing. But I thought that was interesting. Where you know it, they weren't married yet. They could have been talking behind the scenes, but they were definitely dating before yeah. this movie came out. But this is the movie they met and fell in love. And, you know, it was a lot of joking around. And I'd like the song title. It's called Fooled Around and Fell in Love. Yeah. It was kind of an interesting choice of music. And I'm sure it had nothing to do with being about Adam Sandler's future wife or whatever. Yeah. But it was just cool that that was the song that was playing. And, you know, Adam Sandler fooled around yeah. in this movie and fell in love. Notice like like we didn't get a really heavy uh, music influence in this movie. I've noticed. Oh what, man, you, could, could, Everlast. But well, yeah, only love can break your heart. Okay, okay, that okay. one. There's there was a couple others. I think. Yeah, but it just didn't feel like. I mean, maybe it was because he didn't pick up a guitar or any kind of musical interest. Yeah, he didn't. He, this you is, know, is one of those movies where he wasn't very musical in it. Um, but we we are coming off of uh, wedding scene. Wedding scene. Though, yeah. So, so that was know. a lot of it, but. But, I mean, in that soundtrack where you had to have two soundtracks yeah. to fit all the music. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, this had a lot of good musical influence. I mean, just like Happy Gilmore had, like, you know, Leonard Skinner and, you know, different bands like that. It's it's not overloaded, but just yeah. good music choices. Yeah. This one had, I think, good music choices yeah. as well. This is also, the first, also, I think, the first movie where he starts self-deprecating, isn't it? Like, where he, there's tons of fat jokes about him. You know, how Leslie Manzo is saying, you know, calling him fatty. And yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. Stuff. 
uh, at least my, my ass can fit in my pants and all this kind of stuff, fatty. And he goes, speaking of fatty, who whose is this? Good, I'm eating it and everything. But uh, you know, he's always talking about how big his his butt is and how fatty is. That's and true. He started like doing the self deprecating thing with this. Before that, before this, he he didn't really do. A lot of that, you know, I was making fun of a lot of, you know, other people in the movie, but it was never like the self-deprecation that we had like in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and, and you know, this is a movie that we get the, the child actors, you know, they, they did a, a Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen uh, type filming, you know, because we had two twins, the Sprouse brothers. Right. One of them happens to be on uh, Riverdale. My daughter loves that show. But, but I think when they're that young, they generally try to get twins because you, first of all, you have labor laws. Yeah, that says correct. you can't act for more than like 20 minutes at a time. That's just smart. Yeah. yeah. And then other, and also, you know, if one kid's not acting right yeah. or is not in the mood because, you know, kids that age don't really understand the professionalism yeah. of it. So if they, they were just, losing teeth through this. That's yeah, the yeah. They, they had to have like you know? fake teeth put in and everything. But I mean, the fact that they're, you know, you know, if, if one is just having a bad temper yeah. tantrum, just having a bad day or whatever. And, and it was kind of crazy because we did get two, two kind of uh, just side, you know, childish characters on this you know we get the kangaroo and then we also got uh, scuba steve which was actually a uh, reference that sandler used uh, he used to have a toy called diver, diver dan day. diver dave or diver dan oh, i thought it was diver dan is it diver dan yeah that was a real thing and that was in another movie uh what was it i just read this too would have been the director um man let me think uh was it part of happy gilmore Mm, let me think because that's going to drive me up the wall I think that um, oh man what was it (laughs) that's going to frustrate me let's see okay it was Problem Child that's right it was Problem Child because Dennis Dugan uh, uh, directed Problem Child yeah and which we need to talk with, about John Ritter because I love that movie. Uh, the movie, the same, even this part two is not bad, but um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, there's there's that kid stuff, you know. Expanding on what we were talking about as far stuff. as that sounds bad. <laughs> as far, yeah, I know, right? Uh, what is it called? Uh, guy gets kid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> awkward kid stuff. So expanding on on Sonny's character, Adam Sandler's character, Sonny Koufax. Um, you know, the moment during the, the first night where he's putting the kid to sleep, you know, he's pacing and he's telling this kid a story uh, and talking to himself up and working himself up. You know, he's talking to the kid, but he's really just talking to himself, uh-huh. right? He just needs someone to bounce off because Kevin was that last person that just put up with him. Yeah. Now he's ma- now he's getting engaged. Yeah. So he, he feels like he lost him now, and now he's by himself. Did you hear what he said? He said, <laughs> he said, he said, well, you know, I don't think... I think they're going to last two more weeks. They're going to last two more weeks. <laughs> and then you have five You're not seconds proposing, later. are you? Yeah, you know, yeah I am, buddy. No! He's like, yeah, good call on that two weeks. <laughs> Shut up. But yeah, so, you know, he's talking himself up, working himself up, you know, like you would with another adult if yeah. you're telling a story, yeah. right? You know, and this kid is going to be swayed your way regardless. Mm-hmm. You know, so after losing Kevin to the, you know, engagement, you know, this is exactly what Sonny was looking for yeah. is someone that would, no matter what he says, is going to be on his side. You know, yeah. listens, doesn't have any kind of, well, actually, Sonny, if you just, you know, yeah. 
kid's not going to know to do that. So he's just going to take everything that Sonny says and say, okay, that must be fact, you know. And, you know, so something that he that Sonny can mold, you know. Well, through and, and on, on that, you know, throughout the whole movie, you know, just like you were just saying, you know, that's the whole movie is. And that's everybody around him are always trying to tell him what to do with his life. And, and you, you nailed it right there where you said, you know. This is somebody that he can now tell what to do with their life. Yeah, and, you know, this guy has no ambitions to speak of and wants to forever be laid back. Come on, I'll order in from Cozy's. We'll have fun. I am sick of Cozy's. You order in from there all the time. The delivery guy's like your best friend. Well, he happens to be pretty damn nice. Oh, God. It's a rough patch of my life right now, all right? Syracuse is 0-3. I got those medical problems. Medical problems? A cab runs over your foot two years ago. You spend one night in the hospital. First of all, that cab was huge. And a jury decided that one night of pain was worth $200,000. So there you go. Whatever. What the hell's the matter with you? Why are you being so nuts to me lately? Because you refuse to move on to the next phase of your life. I, on the other hand, would like to have a family someday. But I need someone that I can rely on, not just a playmate. What do you need, a father figure? Stop pulling your sister's hair! So, you know, Julian naturally bonds with him. You know, he, he he's naturally going to, um, you know, uh, this, this guy's going to be magnetic to him because, you know, he's got the same, you know, ambitions in life probably as Julian, you know. Yeah. And that's to wake up, get something to eat, yeah. watch well, some TV. Yeah, and then on top of that, you know, I mean, well, originally why he got the child was so that he could basically show to his girlfriend, Christy Swanson's character, that he is responsible because she didn't want to be with him because he was just irresponsible and like you were saying you know just kind of go with the flow type thing and he he just he she didn't want that she wanted more success she wanted a five-year plan you know and and she wanted to be financially successful not not successful in the ways you are as a family as far as let me just make sure that me and my wife stay healthy happy and healthy let me just make sure my kids stay happy and healthy not about money but she wanted that financial security that that financial plan and he took it a lot different he thought that you know what's the most thing that can make me look the most responsible oh how about if i have a kid and i adopt a kid so that'll make me look responsible in her eyes and he just obviously was because he's so egotistical he's so narcissistic he couldn't see what she was trying to tell him and how did how horrible are his friends for letting him do that not that they're they should be responsible for his actions or anything but they just kind of laugh it off you know like are you sure you want to do that man and he's like oh, i don't know he's like that's a big responsibility and he's he calls yeah i'll think about it yeah i'm gonna take the kid and he goes yeah you know wait to wait to wait and sleep <laughs> but on that, it or that's whatever what I'm saying. but they don't go like look man this is a kid or say actually you know this is kidnapping yeah and i need to report this to the authorities because yeah. if i knew about this maybe i could be charged too but that's know? that's what i was talking about earlier where his friends just pretty much kind of put up with him and they just, they they don't really because of his 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 outlook on himself they don't they know that they can never ever and and because it probably has to do with the fact that he is a good lawyer even though he doesn't take the bar exam they can't convince him of anything. They realize that they can't convince him and talk him out of anything that he's going to do whatever the heck he wants to. And this is a prime example of it. Yeah. And I think that if the events of this movie didn't happen, they probably all would have drifted away after this movie, you know? Yeah. After yeah. a little bit, you know, after him trying to do what he was doing. <laughs> I know I would. <laughs> you know, you'd just be like, uh, well, I mean, not only that, but you just 
be like like if it didn't happen, if you yeah. never met this kid, it's like you know this guy's not going anywhere. Do you, you think? Do you think everybody has a friend life. like that? You know, in in their in their lives, I, I think what, in a that'll way that'll help you hide a body type of friend. Well, okay, you got those kind of friends. I'm talking about that kind of friend that just you know you look at and you're like, man, this person could be so successful. Oh yeah, if they just direct themselves. I think I think in a way that I that am that kinda, friend. <laughs> No, I didn't everybody, say that. I, everybody yeah. else that has me in their life, that's that's who I am. And I, I'm that guy that person's like, oh man, he could be doing so much. I, more. I've got somebody in my head that, <laughs> that I know that I could be like that. That could be like that. But but the, I think I think this is Adam Sandler's way of of showing that everybody has that type of friend in their life somehow, some way, and and uh, that they could be so do so much better with their lives if they just applied themselves. And and. And I think this is kind of Adam Sandler's way of saying, you know, showing that, that there is that, you know, and, and a lot of, he does that with a lot of his movies where he shows that certain personality that everybody knows somebody like that. Like I know somebody that that's like the water boy. I know somebody that's like, you know, happy Gilmore. I have somebody that, that fits all these molds. And I think that's kind of what he brings out in his movies. You know, he really brings out a, a different personality, different type of person, but maybe a different version of himself. Yeah. Because I mean, happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, he really didn't change that much. Yeah. You know, he didn't learn responsibility. Billy Madison, he just, you know, grew up a little bit, but I mean, yeah. but you he, know, but the he, he acted like rich. a, he acted like a, six, yeah. a 16 year old instead yeah. of a nine year old, you know? Yeah. So it's just one of those things. Happy Gilmore, he toned down his anger a bit, but I mean, his, his actions and his, his way of being, he never learned any lessons. It got him fame, yeah. you know, so he didn't have to change. Yeah. This movie, he actually had to change. Yeah. You know, we talked about, we have the, the, uh, good guy, Adam Sandler, who has a little bit of rage issues, but is just trying to find love in the wedding singer. You got the Billy Madison, who refuses to grow up um, and you know he's he's a jackass and everything like that he needs to grow up happy Gilmore he's got rage issues now, this is the lazy Adam Sandler yeah okay so you have all the you know you have the rage one you have the immature one you yeah. have you know the love forlorn one or whatever yeah, this you is didn't see lazy him snap. you didn't really see him snap so much in this movie no uh, well I mean a couple times lasagna what the hell's the matter with you we'll take uh, hotcakes and sausage uh, sorry sir we stopped serving breakfast what are you talking about? We're four seconds late. No, you're 30 minutes and four seconds late. We stopped serving breakfast at 10.30. Ah, shit! <laughs> no, 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 don't cry. I'm sorry. I wasn't cursing at you. I was cursing at the lady. Nice parenting. Hey, thanks. Are you my therapist? Take a walk. You want a Happy Meal? We'll get you one of those Happy Meals. You got a Happy Meal? Can we get a Happy Meal? Will somebody get the kid a Happy Meal? Very, very passive-aggressive, like like peeing on the building. You know, that was a very passive-aggressive move from Adam Sandler or when Lizzie Mann would come back with him and, you know, make fun of a, you know, fat guy or whatever else like that. Did he like get any fights in this movie? I don't think so. I'm trying to think that. I mean, he wrestled with Rob Schneider, you know, but I mean... Well, but he almost got into a fight with old balls yeah he almost got into a fight with the director who wasn't prepared for halloween yeah but, um, but it shows that person that- never got into is this the first movie yeah. that we've watched <laughs> you know since billy madison that and when he we say get the fight doesn't mean fight. that he wins any of the fights. no 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 like billy madison he got in plenty um, happy gilmore yeah, especially with a penguin i think he yeah. got into a fight <laughs> and then yeah happy gilmore you had bob barker the wedding singer he got punched out by what's his name by uh rob Gu- or whatever his name was gulia and the old man beat him up too yeah and and yeah the that old dude wait which old dude the, the one that he he was really depressed during oh yeah, yeah 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 the one that laid him out yeah. and everything but yeah, this is the first. I don't think he got into a fight there in this movie. Maybe it was because it was had a kid in it, and they didn't want any fights with a kid I, in it or something. I want to name our this this month, by the way. 
for, for, for our podcast. I, it's the multiple personalities of Sandler or <laughs> the, Adam Sandler. The the multiple personalities of Adam Sandler. Because, I mean, like it's that. it's really, it, it seems like it's, again, it's it's different extensions of him. Yeah, the immature him. one. Yeah. He had the angry one. Yeah. He had the, the lovesick one. This is the lazy one. And then punch drunk love, you know, you have the more serious but one. But that, I don't, I don't count that because that's not Happy Madison. That's and, true. And we need to have a conversation if, if we should actually talk about that or if we should just make a Happy Madison thing. Okay. I'm more more than willing to talk about Punch Drunk Love, but yeah. after watching it now, it's so much different than the Adam that. I don't know if we too. can include it as, a, but I mean, we already planned it out, so yeah, I'm sure water, we'll be we fine, can do Waterboy. Or I was thinking Spanglish. Spanglish is a really good serious one. But is that know. is that kind of an is that a Happy Gilmore film? Uh, Happy Madison. Matt, yeah. I, be, I believe it is, but you know, it's something that we could. Uh, any serious one is going to yeah. be vastly different from yeah. any of these, so that's fine. But you know, the the, the points that we were trying to get to here is, is, you know, that that Sonny and Julian. Julian is is the the kid played by Colin Dylan Sprouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sonny is obviously played by Adam Sandler. But these two, you know, they were closer to friends the whole movie rather yeah. than dad and son. Yeah. Uh, but it helped him dabble in responsibility. Right. 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 And, and figure out that yeah, it can be difficult. But the rewards eclipse all that, and he could apply that to responsibility to all areas of his life. You know, it, it, it's like it, it, it's difficult to to take on all the crap that comes on with responsibility. But the rewards you get as far as raising a son or or having a family or 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 having a job that that you do well in that you succeed yeah. in, you know, it eclipses all the rest of that. And that's what Julian helped him show and helped him to to help him move on. Yeah, I think. Um with you know what was your favorite what was your favorite part on this movie um now i mean we we could separate it into different categories i think we could say our favorite you know real feel good moment and then our favorite you know comedic moment what was your favorite feel good moment in this this film uh when i'm going to see if it's i think feel it good yeah. or just the favorite the most impactful. That, that's why I, sep- I, I separated it. But I mean, know. most impactful. Okay, feel good. You know, because impactful can. Make, I mean, feel good is good obviously type. like the end. You know, you know, they're, they're, most of it's comedic throughout and everything. But you know, you got feel good is is the end. You know, the play is a good one and everything. I think I, his dad, him talking to his dad in the um, and his dad interrogating him at the court. You know, I, oh. I that was my favorite feel good moment because it just you know he that's I think that's the moment that it really clicked to him. That you know what he was doing in his life as far as responsibility, I think that's the the turning point there. You know, yeah, so there I mean, was that's some building up to it, but I think that was the exact turning point for him to change his life. Hey, I love you. What? You don't have to be scared. It's all right. What are you talking about? I'm not scared. If I get custody of Julian, I'll be his father forever, and that scares you because you think there's a good chance I might fail. Sonny, it's more than a chance. It's a certainty. You're wrong, Dad. You can be scared that I might get pickpocketed in a bad neighborhood or I might break my leg skiing, but don't be scared about me being a dad because I will not fail at that. I can't. I love this kid too much. I love him as much as you love me, Dad. And I'm going to give him advice and I'm going to guide him and I'm going to be there for him whenever he needs me. I'll fly to New York to be at his court case, even if I disagree with why he's there in the first place. Sonny, you work in a toll booth. Don't be scared about me making money. I am in love with a beautiful girl who makes plenty of it. She'll be my sugar mama. 
Oh, I gotta get me one of those. I know this is the right thing to do, Dad, because I would die for this kid, just so he wouldn't have to feel one ounce of sadness. That's why you're here right now, to protect me, to be scared for me, to be a good father. And that's exactly what I'm gonna be. Oh, Dad? Yeah, I just wanted to say I love you. Hi, Mom. Could you put down the phone for a second? It's front kind to Papa. Can I borrow that when you're done? Your Honor, my son deserves this kid. It's very impactful, and I think that Julian being taken away from him is also very impactful. Oh, yeah, yes. That's, that's, that's the part that always hits me the most, because um, the Sprouse twins could have been it could have uh, they, they could their um lack of uh their lack of know-how how to deal with this type of scene could As an be, actor could be excused yeah. um because of the age they're at yeah. but it doesn't need to be because yeah. they do such an they amazing do. job because we don't know which and, one it yeah is, and but, i don't know i mean i think you could tell more that i think it's probably cole yeah the one that plays um riverdale uh, yeah, Jughead on Riverdale because um, the way it was explained is like Dylan back in, the, in those age and even in their sweet life days, Dylan was the more wild and rambunctious yeah. one. So the times of him hitting Rob Schneider and jumping around, yeah. kangaroo song, throwing up and being loud and all that, that was Dylan. Whereas the more sweet parts where his voice would crack and everything, that was cold because he was are we the quieter assu- one. And, and so we're just assuming it from what you've read, right? That, that, yeah, well, I mean, if you watch, I watched The yeah. Sweet Life with, with my daughter. Yeah. And Dylan was the crazy one. He was considered the right. bad boy, cool, crazy one. Whereas Cole was more the smart okay. uh, academic, not really nerdy one, but, yeah. you know, the one that was more quiet, passive. And he's the one that has gone on now to be on Riverdale and all this so <clears throat> that makes sense but I mean the the acting that they like I said if they just did you know uh, uh, I don't even like that movie anymore all this kind of stuff you know it could be played differently is all I'm saying it's not your fault okay I'm the idiot I don't wanna go I know you don't I know but you have to and you're gonna be okay alright please don't make me go I don't know what else to do. I won't play the kangaroo song anymore. Come on. Just go. You gotta go. You gotta go. Come on. I don't wanna go. I promise I'm sorry I don't even like that song anymore. I know, pal. That's not it. But I want my own ass. I want my own ass. I know. Yeah, I, it was emotional, man. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't know if it's because I haven't watched this since before I had my son. Yeah. And now that my son's, I see you, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, a certain age and everything, I'm just like, you know, my son is older than than, the, than Julian in this movie. But, you know, you go through those moments and, you know, it just different parts of this movie because of stuff like that hits really hard. And I think the Sprouse twins did an amazing job at, at not only acting, but being absolutely adorable. You, you know what, in my opinion... This is, of course, just my opinion. I think as far as comedic, and, and I agree with you, everything you just said, you know, because they, they were just impactful. I just thought, you know, seeing that dad character, he just did such a phenomenal role in, in you know, because it almost like you could see it in both their eyes, you know, that it hit them both at the same time. You know, Adam Sandler's character and his dad's character, they just kind of, 
realized, you know, his dad's been trying to harp that to harp all this stuff to him for so long, and for him to actually admit it to his dad, right? That and basically agreed with everything his dad said. His dad was probably like, "Oh my gosh, he got this," and he's it's because of it. Julian, yeah, because like he's he's right that his father should let him do things and and, and figure figure things out like he let Julian do. But his father is also right, like yes. I said before, yes. that he only cares about himself. Yes. And it was it's made completely clear through this movie the way he talks and what he's talking about and all this guy he's yeah. obsessed with Vanessa and all that. It's it's he only cares about himself and nobody but Julian could have made him figure that yeah. out. Yeah. You know, if he had his own kid, what, well, because man, whatever. Julian, but. Julian hadn't even been. Julian was the only one in his life not trying to tell him how he should live his life, right? Because he was the one getting, you know, trying to be a sponge and, and absorb how he should be, who he should be. Well, it's know? a chance for him to practice what he preached, right? Yeah, Dad, you shouldn't be. Uh, you're on my ass all the time. Why are you doing that? All this kind of stuff. It's yeah. almost like, okay, well, here's a child for you. You yeah. do it your way and see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, and, it's, and it, it helped teach him some exactly. things. Exactly, it needed that even median, you know, of, of both sides of it. You know, the way his dad was trying to raise him, but it also needed, you know, the more of the freedom of it. You know, you needed that even, you know, even medium there. You know, and and. I've got to say this again. This is what my opinion was really, really based on. Rob Schneider in this movie was hilarious. I am sorry, but you know, I mean, he was he was in this movie a lot, and I think this is probably one of his best roles in the Adam Sandler movie. And let me tack on to what you're saying because okay. you're always like in the middle of a thought, and you're sorry, like, sorry, da, 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 sorry, yeah. and then you don't get to the end. It's like, do you agree? Type of thing. You go, yeah. and then, and then you switch <laughs> to a different subject. I'm like, no, no, wait, wait, wait. Sorry, I get no, 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 you're fine. No, you're fine. I forget. So. It, it's it, this is a love story like most Adam Sandler movies from from about Happy Gilmore on. Yeah. You know, you had a little bit in Billy Madison, a little bit in Happy Gilmore yeah. and stuff. But you know, for the most part, those were about the you know golfing and going back to school yeah. and taking his brother's business. Whereas like the Wedding Singers really kicked like, it off, you know? right? So you know, the rest of the movies are is about usually about him finding love, yeah. figuring out his life, yeah. which usually involves finding love. So if this is a love story movie. Yeah. But it's about fatherly love. Yes, yes. So it's about him falling in love with this kid, falling in love with being a father, falling in love with, you know, shaping a life and all that kind of stuff. Um, because, and I say that because Joey Lauren Adams yeah. is not right for an Adam Sandler movie. No, no, not at all, not at all. And and here's why. In my opinion, uh, you know, obviously this whole show is just our opinions. I don't want anybody to ever th take this as as fact. You know, we try to cite facts when we can and everything. But you know, whenever we say this is that, this is that, this is our opinion. If you don't agree with it, that's completely fine. You can think that we're idiots or whatever. But you know, she's very serious, um, and she's been different ways in 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 other movies. But she's never been kind of like goofy. If that makes sense, yeah. or, or you know, she's got a permanent smile on her face, but it's just so much more behind the eyes, you right? Know? And it's not believable that she would be into him, no, at all, at uh, all. as this character or as really any character that Joey Lawrence Lauren Adams has played, um, and, and it's not really believable that he would be into her either, yeah, because she's too stiff, she's too uptight. Uh, I could see it being reversed, you know, like <laughs> like. Joey Lauren Adams playing, you know, Christy Swanson's character and Christy Swanson playing her character in a way. Sid, I had an attack of paranoia. I thought you were sleeping with my girl. I am. What's that? I am. Sonny, that's what I was trying to tell you before. I found someone. This old guy? Sid. 
He's already achieved so much, and yet he's still goal-oriented and still focused. And he has a five-year plan. What is it? Don't die? I can't believe this shit. We got a family now. I, I thought this is what you wanted. Sonny, you surprising me with a kid that you adopted while I was away wasn't what I said I wanted. I did this for you. You wanted me to be more responsible. I, I can't raise this kid alone. You know, you remind me of my oldest grandson. You don't think things through. Hey, old man River, zip it or I'll break your hip. I'd like to see you try it. Shut up, Sid. How could you misconstrue the situation so badly? I don't know. Come on. You know, deep down, you must have known this day was going to come. Hey, you just made the biggest mistake of your life, baby. I know you're going to be missing me when you got that big, white, wrinkly body on top of you with this... Loose skin and old balls. Gross. Yeah, I think I would have liked that more. And Christy yeah. Swanson would have been closer to looking like, uh, what's her name? Corinne's sister than yeah. Layla. Yeah. You have Corinne's sister, who's, or you have Corinne, who's played by uh, Leslie Mann, Man. who is this this uh, platinum blonde, bombshell, you know, spaghetti straps, crop top wearing, yeah. no bra wearing, you know, hottie or whatever yeah. that they're trying to show her off to be. And then you have Jolie Lauren Adams, who is this very professional. Yeah. Now, yeah, she's a lawyer and everything, but the other one's a doctor, yeah. you know, and, you know, it's just, you know, maybe it's her Hooters background or something <laughs> that they kept going on about that made her dress like she does. But I mean, they just don't seem like they're sisters, yeah. you know? And yeah, what's her name? Uh, Christy Swanson's character, I guess Vanessa maybe. Yeah. Um, she's, she's more closer to looking like, um, looking like Corinne's sister, yeah. but that's just, that's just me. You know, uh, it feels like Joy Lauren Adams is more like too f- sophisticated for him in a, in a or, sense, or she's more like an ex that maybe he dated yeah. in law school. Yeah. That's glad to see him after a long time and glad he's doing okay. And just kind of like, you know, maybe she'd, she'd be better played like that. Like if she was an ex that like, I need your help. I know that yeah. we never worked out or whatever, but I really need your help on this. You know that I'm a good person. All the, can you help me with this? You know, it would have played off better. I think if, if she would have just been a friend that comes to help him and it's kind of like, oh, you're, you're, you're grown up, but you're still kind of the same old guy, you know, and they never hooked up or whatever. I, you know, their first kiss even, you know, he it was, was awkward. He was, was so, awkward. so pushy for it. Yeah. And, you know, I lost right then. I lost all hope for them. You know, when I was younger, it was just like, ah, whatever. But this, and I was just trying to like look at this seriously and everything. And I'm like, the fact that he was so pushing and pushing and pushing, and she didn't want it. I know you're afraid to get involved, and I know you got a lot of work. But when I'm not with you, I'm thinking about you all the time. Do you have that going on at all? Maybe. Maybe we should try a kiss out. Just. We owe it to ourselves to see if we should move to the next level, see if any sparks fly. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. It's just that you kissed Scuba Steve. Ever since then, he's been <laughs> strutting around the apartment, bragging. I got a kiss the first night. You've been with it three times. You got nothing. Oh, he said that. Come on, let's just let's just give it a shot, just so I can have some dignity at home. All right? You know, at that time, you know, especially women will tell you nowadays, that's the point where you you stop and you move on. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, okay, it, don't yeah. have a chance there. Yeah, but the way you kept pushing, that 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 was the the the, the creepiest, most awkward Adam Sandler, I think, awkward. that we've seen as far as him hitting on women. Well, and, and if you notice, you know, like Joey Lauren Adams does good with a Ben Affleck as being a co-role because both of them are, you know, she's not 
Joey Lauren Adams has always got a smile on her face. Like if you've ever seen anything, it's a, I've ne- I don't think I've ever seen her frown ever in a movie. But you know, she's got that more of a seriousness to her. You know, yeah, like she did whenever Silent Bob crashed through the changing room. Okay, well, that, okay, I'm not talking about that scene. I'm talking about <laughs> like chasing her. Amy. You know, we're chasing Amy. She does good with you know her and Ben Affleck are more believable as a couple, and they didn't even up together. I know. Spoiler alert. I know, but but you know what I'm saying? They're a lot more believable than. You know Adam Sandler and um, and uh, and Joey Lauren. Adams, now I haven't you know? seen Empire Records. This is something that we've talked about yeah. before, so I don't know how she is in that movie. She kind of plays the blonde, just the blonde, uh, you know, happy-go-lucky character. I don't know if film. I could even see her as that. She's she's a very good actress, but she's. I, I just felt like she's a little bit unbelievable in some of the roles that she takes. She has a certain certain voice, cadence, the way she talks, and everything. She's she's you, extremely you can, confident. Yeah. She she has a extreme amount of confidence in who she is and what you know what she says and everything like that. But you know she it just didn't feel all right to this yeah. this movie. She, and I'm glad that it didn't really focus on that and focus more on the Julian story yeah. because that was awkward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like you said, it, it wasn't more so a love story. You know, it's just it, Adam Sandler had to probably throw that in just to make it. So, you know, have some sort of longer story or a bigger story to it, you know, but it was really it, what this movie was not about his love interest, Joey Lauren Adams, or even Vanessa. It was just something to carry on the story, I believe. I mean, it was just about him and, and Julian, you know, and if you notice this with, with Adam Sandler's wife, she's dark, dark brunette, yeah. you know, but all these leading ladies in, in, in Sandler movies are all blondes. I mean, Crazy Nights, okay, maybe not, but, but uh, you know, a lot of these, you know, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, uh, uh, Wedding Singer, Wedding Singer, Fifty First Dates. Wow, you can't count that twice okay, or blended because it's all the no, same you person. Can, you can. He, he had to count it as one. He could have got any of. Yeah, but but it's a Drew Barrymore thing. It's I'm not just, like it, it'd be like asking her to dye her hair for brown for some odd I know. reason. But, or but I mean, do, do you see what I'm saying here? Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it, there's a lot. It's it's he obviously likes to cast blondes because maybe his wife's jealous. Maybe he's like brunettes in there, or, something. or maybe he doesn't like blondes, and so it just makes him feel yeah. better like he's not gonna actually get attached i don't know um you know ebert let's uh, every time we talk about these adam sandler movies i gotta bring up siskel and ebert yeah. because they harped on so much about how he wouldn't be a leading man mm-hmm. and obviously he was um they just didn't want him to be a leading man or that he's not a leading man in their type of movie and you know we've talked about this before how miserable it must be to be a critic uh to walk around and and just be so offended and just rolling your eyes at silly jokey stuff that is supposed to just make you snicker or chuckle and everything. Yeah. You know, Adam Sandler, you know, he's never put out there that he's trying to be any kind of uh, famous, serious Academy Award winning <laughs> actor. I mean, I'm sure he wouldn't turn one down. No. Yeah. And, you know, I want to be like, well, maybe Ebert was just, you know, too old by then to appreciate some of the younger stuff. But maybe he was just kind of st- stuffy. But, you know, he, he must have missed the laundromat scene yeah. because uh, it explains some of his gripes. Um, you know, I, I don't like when reviewers go into reviews with a shaded opinion yeah. because it makes them not pay attention. And obviously he's already had a, a, a shaded opinion of of Adam Sandler in, uh, you know, in his other movies. But there was a couple things he said in this scene. Like, I, I can't remember 
all of them or both of them. I can't remember. I think there was two or three things that he had said on uh, that were explained in this one scene. Mm-hmm. You know, like something like, oh, uh, he, I guess he works at a toll booth, but he always has time off because he's never there. And it's like, well, in the laundromat room, you know, scene, they actually say he only works there one day a week. So, yes, of course, he has all this time because he only works there one day a week. And we saw a scene where Julian was helping him count money at the toll booth. So, yeah. obviously, he's been to work with him at the toll booth. He's got babysitters to watch him. That's one of your gripes. Yeah. That's one of your gripes. That's yeah. a stupid gripe to have. And it's like, oh, well, you're just nitpicking. You're not paying attention because you have this pre-existing, you know, bias against against somebody. Yeah. And that's why I don't like reviewers. I don't, yeah. I, I don't know. I, you know, I, 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 and I like reviewers, out there said, but I to say we're reviewers. We're not, re- we review movies, but we don't review them in that classical sense that they did. We, we talk, we don't talk as you can notice, you know, especially with this episode too, but we don't sit there and just, and, and judge every single scene, go scene by scene by scene, because again, we wouldn't enjoy that at all. No, I mean, I, I see what we do is just more, yeah what we've always done it's just you and i talking about movies yeah. like you, you know normally our conversations jump around yeah you know it leads us to this actor and then this actor takes us to another movie and, and we jump all yeah. around and stuff Seven so if anything sandler right if anything the our conversations here are just more focused yeah uh because we have to be more focused but we both have add Focus. so it's it's just one of those <laughs> that's uh, brought back the mall rats fuck yeah. us <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's not what she said. You know, in, in my opinion, I think it would be better to play that game, Seven Degrees of Kevin Bacon, with Seven Degrees of Adam Sandler, if you think about it. Well, it might be I, actually easier, right? It's somewhat of an idea I have for, like, like psych and stuff. I'll talk to yeah, you more yeah, about okay. this. But uh, last few things real quick. Um, I, I feel like Bashemi, you can't really count him as part of the Sandler crew because he's more... Uh, I don't know. I he, disagree with you But here, here's that. where I draw the line. Okay. He's more known for his other stuff than being in Adam Sandler movies, whereas Peter Dante, Alan Covert, they are known for okay. being yeah, Adam yeah. Sandler actors. I, I get that. Buscemi is an award-winning actor on his own right yeah. who comes around with his buddy Adam Sandler's films and just... Because and, if you notice, like even Peter Dante and them, they'll play bigger roles every once in a while with these things. But Shemi, it's always a quick thing. Yeah, It's always a real quick thing. Even if he comes back later in the movie, it's real throwaway stuff. It's just something for him to come hang out with his friends. Well, and Schneider's kind of a lot of like that too. You know, I mean, he, he just... Except for with this Schneider. movie... Rob Schneider? Oh, Schneider. Okay. Yeah, like, like, like with... With this movie, I think he had one of his biggest roles in this movie. You know, with 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 Adam Sandler movie. Uh, same Not, thing with Fifty First Dates. Yeah, hey, because Rob Schneider is Adam Sandler's best friend yeah. in real life. So I mean, he's gonna play that bigger. He's gonna have probably more of a role because Adam Sandler just wants can, to hang out with him. Can we go back to that day. real quick with Rob Schneider? What I was talking about uh, earlier. I just thought he was hilarious. I thought he was probably the, in my opinion, my opinion of course, in the small amount of scenes that he was in. You know, even though this is one of, besides, the, you know, uh, 51st Dates, you know, this is one of the most, you know, accessible to, to Schneider in one of Adam Sandler's movies. But I just thought he was phenomenal in this movie. He just played it so well, and, and, and he was just hilarious. I mean, the fact that that kid was pretty much punking him the entire movie, you know, because Adam Sandler was punking him the entire movie, but yet they were still friends, you know Tapped what I mean? him in the junk yeah. when he was passed out and everything. But, yeah, I didn't bring him up because nowadays, nowadays he'd be considered offensive because he's obviously some kind of a stereotype, probably Middle Eastern or something, you know. Yeah. It, it's been it's been presumed that he, you know, and it's like the same, you know, nowadays it's called cultural appropriation, appropriation yeah. or whatever. 
uh, I get that, but you know, it, I don't think, I think he probably just came in to be a delivery guy Yeah. and you know, maybe they had another delivery guy and it's like, Oh, you know, maybe I can have an accent. It, it won't offend anybody if it's just, it's, if it's real nebulous, yeah. like you can't really put your finger on where yeah. he's supposed to be from, yeah. what type of food and all yeah. this kind of stuff. So you, it's kind of up in the air, but I mean, he's hilarious in, in anything he does. I mean, the people that don't like like Rob Snyder are usually people that don't like David Spade yeah. or Adam Sandler. Well, that's what I was like going to say, so. too, is that a lot of these... I, I, I love these Saturday Ridiculous Night Live humor. actor-type movies. You know what I mean? And, 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 you know, some of them get a little too ridiculous, but... In the long run, I like this kind of comedy. They're like fifth or sixth graders just playing yes, around in a play. Yes. And I know? love it. I love it. Yeah, love and it. it's like, well, you can have more mature sense of humor. Yeah, but every, point? everybody at one point or another in their adulthood every once in a while wants to go back to fifth or sixth grade humor. Yes. Even if they're by themselves and they're like talking to themselves and saying stupid things. And this is the for the ladies, but, but especially men. Especially men yeah. have a bad habit of wanting to digress men. To, to, to a younger age. You know, and uh, have a hard time growing up. They really do. Because, you know, we liked we liked playing with our toys so much when we were younger. We just want to continue that. Hey, hey, watch watch it. This this movie won Adam Sandler a best comedic performance at the MTV Movie Awards in 2000. Justifiably so. Yeah. uh, I mean, uh, obviously, this is in Adam Sandler's heyday. He was basically the most popular thing, at least in the country. Right. Uh, Right. You know, not not as far as doing comedy. No, no. But I mean, obviously. Four hundred twenty million dollars later, the, he's the doing our most right. successful Saturday Night Live star ever. Yeah, and one of the most successful comedians of all time. Correct. So I mean, you can say what you want, but you know, Adam Sandler has a tendency to. You look at his goofy, and you're like, that shouldn't work. Nobody's gonna, and people eat it up. But that's why. That's why and I said at the beginning up. of this series that we're doing. He is a comedic genius. And it's bec- and a lot of it's because he's so likable. Because yes. you look at some stuff and you're like, that's so stupid. I'm like, why am I laughing at yeah. this? This yeah. is dumb. And I'm like, yeah, you can laugh at dumb things. But there are some things that are just dumb and you're like, yeah. if anybody else said this, I wouldn't be laughing. Yeah. But <laughs> maybe it's just because he's such a nice guy. Like, he's not trying to be tongue-in-cheek. He's not trying to be... Offensive. Uh, to, he's to, just, to culture, culturally offensive. Right. He's just genuinely like goofy, playful guy. A six and, and and that's and that's fun because nowadays you have too many people are worried about their parent how they're gonna look in this how you know if you just want to be goofy like you like we've said a few times in here before already yeah. the past couple episodes he's doing this to uh, make people laugh and have fun with his friends yeah and and I think I've asked you this before but do you see any similarities with uh, Andy Samberg? With with Adam Sandler, I don't. I, I maybe I just haven't watched enough of his stuff. Uh, as far as what I've have seen, which is mainly just Brooklyn Nine Nine, because yeah. I didn't like his other movies. But his style is a lot alike. He is, but his comedic his style. is smarter. I think Who, Andy uh, Samberg's or Adam Sandler? Andy Samberg's. Yeah. Like Adam Sandler's very basic, and and that's okay because yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it's the the best way to get. The, the most bang for your buck. You yeah. know, you're going to get the average person. Whereas Andy Samberg can be very specific. A lot of people True. don't like Andy Samberg yeah. because of his, you know, yeah. re- weird faces he makes and, yeah. and different things like that. By the or, way, Matt just made a funny face and you can't see it. It was an Adam. It, it was, it was, it was an Andy Samberg. <laughs> and it brings me back to when we were younger. Cause <laughs> well, it's, it's whenever, it's you know, faces. whenever Andy Samberg puts his, you know, tucks his bottom lip under his front teeth, <laughs> the top front teeth, and is like, <laughs> you know, he, he does that in a lot of his Lonely Island videos and yeah, all that. Yeah, but his but. relation to women in a lot of Andy Samberg stuff is the same way that Adam Sandler is with his, his act, co-actresses or his, you know, the, the women 
and he acts a lot with it's very 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 similar in the way that he does that and it's also similar with the way he treats his friends i think like watching uh brooklyn 99 he treats his friends with with a lot more respect than adam sandler does on screen mind you but it's just it, it just I, I feel like there's a very big similarity there. I mean, not just because both of them were Saturday Night Live, but just the way he, his style and the way he he reacts with women, where it's you know it's very yeah. Close. I know what you're saying because, uh, and I think it might be a generational thing because it feels like nowadays he has to do that so it doesn't look like he's bullying or he is unlikable. Because nowadays yeah. you do so if you give your friends crap or whatever like that in a movie and you're just giving them shit. And you know, like like in uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine where you know he he kind of looks after Charles. A bit, yeah, you know? that's what I was talking right, about. Right, yeah. right. He makes sure that he doesn't look too stupid yeah. or whatever. He's always you know worried about. Whereas well, Adam Sandler, he would have just made fun of him yeah. and and just like you know, <laughs> but then moved on and 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 uh, in Adam Sandler's world, Charles would have been like, yeah, whatever, you know, yeah. just moved on because you could take those hits back then yeah nowadays everything is so offensive to a yeah, lot of people know, that culture. you kind of have to you kind of have to throw in a little oh well there's a little bit of protector there yes. because we don't want anybody to see andy sandberg as somebody that would let this happen to his friends do, do you think whatever, adam sandler so. movies would 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 uh be as successful and and as uh I, we might even ask this i might ask this question to you before but as successful nowadays you know something like big daddy playing this year, for instance, this the, you, know, um, you know playing this year. Do you, do you think it would still go over as well as it did back then? Let's see. No, 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 no. Because you have somebody, well, that's what you were talking about. Well, first, basically. I'm just saying. First of all, you have people making funny faces at the gay couple. Yeah. Um, you have you know all the boob jokes yeah. and the Hooters jokes yeah. and uh, different things like that. So I mean, it's it's I don't know. It, it may maybe you could. Yeah. Um, but I just don't think the humor is there anymore. No. I, I think it's in a completely I different place. That. I really miss that, to be yeah. honest with you. And I think, you know, we were experiencing what our, you know, generations before us have experienced, yeah. where it's like, ah, it's not funny. You know, when we were back there laughing at Adam Sandler movies, you know, our folks or somebody else would be yeah. laughing at, like, John Cleese and different yeah. things, which we thought was funny I and everything. I think John Cleese is hilarious. Right. But, I mean, our this is our niche. Yeah, you know, yeah, This yeah. is our, our sweet our spot. Our generation. You know, yeah. you know, Adam Sandler and, you know, the, these types of... So, I mean, it's... It brings laughter and warmth to us yeah. and everything. Whereas nowadays, we look at the humor nowadays, and we just kind of roll our eyes. It's just like it's, it's kind of why we don't. It doesn't do it. feel funny. Yeah, and, and it's funny because it's kind of why we don't do newer movies. You know, especially comedic newer movies. Now, now you get you get um, um, some of the funny movies I've thought over the last few years have come from Adam Sandler, David Spade, you know, you know, some of these old actors, old and we don't wanna, actors. Yeah. And we don't want to dig into that too much. We all we're going to say is that we don't, a lot of the recent movies, there's a lot of politics in movies yeah. that pop up that don't need to be there, but they pop up anyways because people feel that everybody needs to be voicing that which i get i know that there are fights that need to be fought and everything but if i'm going to a movie about you know people fighting in space with laser <laughs> swords or whatever it may be yeah i don't want an earth political message you know in I'll, Star I'll, Wars I'll watch a documentary i don't yeah i don't you know if i'm watching bombshell okay yeah. i expect to see a yeah. lot of politics in that yeah you know if i'm watching stuff like that but when you're watching other stuff and it's so blatant and they take, I don't know, I don't want to get into it yeah, too yeah. much, but all I want to say is that, you know, uh, films that are coming out, we got some amazing ones coming out that we might talk about, Yeah, but 
in general, most of our movies are that we're going to talk about. Yeah. Well, uh, and that's all I was trying to say. Yeah. I, I just, I just, uh, I, I go back to watching these older movies that we haven't seen for years, and I get to that point where I'm like, man. Why didn't you watch it? I mean, I, there's so many movies out there that I used to love. I'm just going to rewatch those ones because I, I, I still get a lot of the insane enjoyment that I do, you know, that I did back then. I have two things I just got to show you yeah. uh, before I show you something. Uh, first one, did you notice he said, that's my boy? Yeah. I'm talking to thing. I yeah. I, that, no, I caught that. I, caught I wonder that. if that had anything to I do with, with, with naming that movie later or whatever. Um, and then what's your... Overall, your favorite part of this movie, the movie that makes you say, I really want to watch that movie or, or yeah, let's watch that movie or whatever, you know, because usually it's like it's an overall experience, but you will watch it for, for specific reasons. I, I do you want me to give you an example of what I'm asking? Go for it. You go first. So, so my example of what I'm asking is uh, I like the chemistry between Adam Sandler and Leslie Mann. That's what I watch this movie for is their back and forth or yeah. how they always are making fun of each other, calling each other fat. And he's like, hooters, hooters, hooters. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. Did I just witness the first kiss? Yeah, you did, Karen. Thanks a lot for showing up. Oh, Layla, you didn't actually enjoy that, did you? I don't know. I'm going upstairs. Wash your mouth out. He's dirty and he's poor. Hey, what do you got in the bag, Corinne? Some chicken wings? Booby tassels? Shut up. You have a good sleep tonight there, Corinne. Pleasant Hooters. You know, stuff like that. I mean, I I, I just think that's amazing. And I have a story for that as well. But you have My, something that you watch it probably for. the interaction with, with Rob Schneider and uh, okay. uh, par, parts of the Steve Buscemi. I mean, I, I love. That's hip, probably one of my favorite. Hip Hop? Yeah. Hip Hop Anonymous? <laughs> this is bullshit. You gave him the easy ones. <laughs> you can't read <laughs> I mean, that's not funny, but in this case, it is funny, you know? Well, it's played for jokes, yeah. you know? You, people got to have a sense of humor. I, I mean, that's what that's what jokes are, is, yeah. is making fun of yourself and other people. I mean, yeah. that's all jokes are. But his interaction with Schneider is is definitely my, my probably my favorite parts of these movies. I get that. You know, uh, back in the day before they got famous, uh, uh, Adam Sandler, you know, he was with some of his friends. Mm -hmm. Man, she was with some of her friends, and they were all in a bar and everything. And uh, he had his friend go over and talk to her and ask if she wanted to come and talk to him and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. So he actually, like, was interested in her. Yeah. And then way his, before they were famous. Like one of his best friends ends up marrying her. But they, they wrote a – he wrote a note with ketchup to her. <laughs> and you can find the story online. But, I mean, he basically, you know, just wrote this – this note in in ketchup on this napkin or whatever and uh it was just asking her if she i think i guess they never really got together but like years later and talked about it he's like yeah do you remember you know i was the guy that was asking you know i wrote this ketchup note and all this kind of stuff so it's just one of those Back one of those history. cool little things yeah, yeah. you know uh, leslie mann and, and jed apatow they met on the set of cable guy and uh you know. Forty-year-old virgin, their kids are in that yeah, movie, and that was like that was Leslie Mann's like first major star role. She'd been in like the Pepsi commercials for like King Kong and a couple other things, but um, her first major role was as Matthew Broderick's girlfriend in uh, Cable Guy. She plays um, a lot of the same type of character. Judd Apatow was I, on. I think I think in his movies that he or she her I movies, love her. She she plays one of my favorites of her is Forty-year-old virgin when uh, Steve Carell goes oh, on a date man. with her. 
and then she has to do the breathalyzer before she can drive her car. She goes, here, blow into this. And he blew into it, and, it starts, and she starts driving, and he's just freaking out the whole time. Well, she's, and she's driving. I know, and she's acting absolutely wild. Now, yeah, I guess you could say, oh, that's not funny. Yeah, but well, it's hilarious. It is. Oh, my is. gosh. And, and she plays it. Her smiling makes me smile because yeah. she is – she is hilarious and the thing like in knocked up the way she yeah. you know she's like he's playing fetch with my child yeah. you know stuff like that you know it just I don't know she just she just really makes me laugh you know uh, I think the best chemistry she's ever had is with uh, Brendan Fraser and uh, George of the Jungle if you remember that yeah that that's it was all right she I, was I in like love she was in love too. with Brendan Fraser and she actually told Judd. She's like, you know, I'm in in love with Brendan, right? Yeah. He's, he, and Judd will, st- I guess she says that Judd will say, oh yeah, she's uh, my wife's in love with Brendan Fraser, <laughs> so you know, like he was completely aware of it. But anyways, um, did you enjoy revisiting this movie? I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, it was great. It just it did, a, didn't didn't change my 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 ranking, but um, it, I definitely loved it. So. It changed mine. Uh, I, I I called Drew whenever we were watching this. Um, you know, my favorite. Uh, Adam Sandler movies were always, you know, Fifty uh, First Dates, Wedding Singer, Big Daddy. This, uh, I don't know. I, I I feel like Big Daddy's gone up to the second spot, or maybe even tied with Wedding Singer, because um, just watching it again, I fell in love with it again. Um, I, I fell in love with all the parts that I forgot about. It, it it's it watching it as a dad now myself makes it completely different with my son and my daughter. Um, but you know, I was also able to say, you know what? I don't like the actress that they chose to be the love interest and it was smart of them to keep the focus off of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to have that kind of to the side and have it more be about him and this kid and everything. Um, a lot of, a lot of stuff that I realized I didn't like, but they also played it very well in this movie and a lot of stuff that I liked even more. Um, and this actually to this day is still the highest uh, the most successful Adam Sandler yeah. most successful live action yeah. Hotel Transylvania 3 and part 2 especially definitely beats it out but this is this is still his most successful live action movie yeah. ever so you know I, maybe that says something or maybe it just says that this was this came out at the apex of his popularity yeah. you yeah. know what I mean so had a good time anyways <clears throat> I enjoyed it I'm glad you did too yeah I'm pretty excited to talk about uh, Punch Drunk Love. I have a couple things that I want to say about that. Only a couple, so it'll be a real short episode. Yeah. So, no. <laughs> but uh, anyways, uh, if you guys want to get a hold of us, all uh, we're at uh, The Post Credit Podcast on all social media. We're on Twitter as uh, The Post Credit. Uh, our email address is, w- is uh, thepostcreditpodcast at gmail.com. Our website is www.thepostcreditpodcast.com. And we're on YouTube. Um, Stick with us. We got two more movies left. We got uh, Punch Drunk Club next week, and then we're going to finish it out with 50 First Dates. And it's still up in the air what's going to be after that. Might be a little extra Adam Sandler, might be something else. So we'll, we'll see where we're at when we get there. But uh, we appreciate you guys listening, and we'll see you next time. And throw me a bone.